Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. I'm Mike Siciliano, Dean of Students of the Upper School. I am joined today by our head of schools. Hi, Mike. Rod Gilbert. Thanks for being here. Yeah. And our new chief academic officer, longtime lower school principal, now in her new role, Hannah Park. Thank you for having me here. Hannah, thanks for being here. And I just want to say in advance, thanks for just already fixing everything that needed fixing. Oh, (laughs) gosh. That's what I'm paying you for. Yeah. Just fix it all. No, we're thrilled to have you here. So we have, this is going to be a fun conversation today. I know Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. Um, There's a lot of buzzwords that I know you've talked a lot about in particular, strategic plan and Mm -hmm. Santa Fe way. And Mm -hmm. so I think today is a little bit of a chance to kind of unpack what that is. Sure. And the process that that has been used to put that together. So let me start with Rod. Why don't you talk about uh, when you first got to Santa Fe? I think there was something Hannah actually said to you in one of your early conversations. Yeah, probably the probably the very first time I was in this office with Hannah. Uh, she knew that I'd come from a classical Christian school. We have a philosophy called the Trivium, and um, we're not a classical school here, of course. And uh, but I remember Hannah distinctly saying we don't have a trivium like you had at Regents, and we need to write ours down. Something like that? So yeah. for, Did I get that about right? Uh, something like that. <laughs> for those of us that are not classically trained, uh, <laughs> when you say trivium, what exactly do you well, mean Well, I want to see if Hannah knows what, she, what it is. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did you uh, use the word trivium? I or did. did. Okay. I did use the word trivium. I'm so impressed. Well, you know, I read up on my new boss. Yeah, so. you're like, I need <laughs> I all to all the classical him. buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. 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 Um, from the very little that I know, I believe, um, uh, based on which grade level, so you've got the grammar school, um, the foundational um, skills, mm-hmm. and then you have the logic school, yeah. right? And that's the critical, critical thinking. thinking. Okay. Yeah. And then the rhetoric school, which I guess then it's sharing. A, it's a oral <laughs> and written yeah. persuasion mm-hmm. and okay. argumentation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so right. if, if I were to, to maybe say this in a little a bit of layman's terms, it's sort of a, a philosophical engine of yeah. why we teach what we teach, how we teach it, to what age yeah. level that is sort of like the, the educational North Star mm-hmm. for yeah. curriculum. Yeah, that's a great way. Educational yeah. North Star or for movie fans, it'd be like... The flux capacitor inside this inside <laughs> right. the DeLorean yeah. race car yeah. in Back to the Future, yeah. or the secret recipe in the stew. Like, okay. like Regents had it; they had their own little secret stew that they had written down. And we have an amazing recipe here. Like whether it's a recipe or mm-hmm. North Star, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I'm in I, love yeah. with it. Yeah. And I think the difference is. Um, we, we weren't speaking the same language. Right. Like, we, we didn't have specific terminologies that everybody understood what that meant. Um, fantastic school. Um, I helped lead it <laughs> for 15 <laughs> years, hopefully. We've done something right. Um, but at the same time, uh, when in a classical school model, you say the grammar school skills, I guess. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody understands what that means, even if you're in high school. Um, And for us, we have our lower school engine, we've got the middle school engine and the high school engine. And of course, because we're like-minded, we have that continuum happening, um, but it's not written down and I think we can tighten up. So, and and just to, because there's some parents out there that are like, what do you mean there's no philosophy? Right? Like, of course we have some of of this. It just hasn't necessarily been codified. And we we would say, and and for years and years, correct me, but it's it's an evangelical Christian worldview that infuses every part of the school quite effectively. 
And so mm-hmm. that alone is amazing. I mean, that's a major part of the recipe. Another part is mentorship. I think right. the school for years and years has thrived on this face-to-face thing with the athletes and, uh, you know, the coaches and yeah. teachers and students. So it's not like it's not there. It, 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 the, the articulation of some of that secret recipe just hadn't been thoroughly written down enough. And this is a normal thing that happens in institutions. This is not abnormal. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it was time to try to write it down. So to use the mentorship, because that's, that's a great example yeah. that's helped me understand mm-hmm. when yeah. you guys talk about this. Mentorship has been a, a key backbone oh, of the oh school yeah. for a long time. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, as I talk to alumni or even students, the number one thing that people cite right. is my relationship with my teachers and my coaches. You know, uh, we've had podcasts where people talk about how, the, how that's gone on for years after they graduate. Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't necessarily written down, here's what we mean by mentorship and here's all the ways we that's do right. it. Exactly. Right? That's right. I think the school effectively over the years brought in resources to enhance it. I mean, it, it is, it's a beautiful thing it, uh, that's very real for the alum, for the current mm-hmm. students. And I think one of the, the struggles that we've had is because of how great right. our mentorship yeah. program's yeah. been. Yeah. And it's vast. It touches every aspect of this campus, right. whether you're the little ones or the big ones, um, whether you're doing it in your classroom or inter- internationally. Right. Um, yeah. And so because of how big it is, it's been difficult to actually pull it all together. Yeah, and I would say the same academically too, right? Mm-hmm. We have all these students oh, going to yes. these great colleges right. and yeah. doing these amazing things, it, right? It, it right. almost... It's it, not broken. Right. No. It's yeah. not broken. See, that, that's, that's why it's so beautiful is... It's uh, as the new guy. I when I told the board in September 2018, I said we don't we just don't have it written down. I feel like I'm the new guy learning about it. Like uh, Alex de Tocqueville was assigned by mm-hmm. the French government to go to America, study America in the early 1800s. You're yep. the, well, you know, yeah. you're the American history guy. You know this. Well, right? I used to be. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he was told go study the American way, whatever yeah. it is, right. and write a report. Mm-hmm. And the report is a book we call Democracy in America, and it wasn't him trying to invent it. He was really investigating it and trying to put words to something that even Americans hadn't. And, and in th- fact, many Americans read it and said, "Oh, this is it. Really? This is that thing that I've always felt this way, wow. but I've never okay. actually been able to express it." Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so, so that's what I, I told the board. I said, "Let let me and you guys, the board and the senior leadership team and some parents, be the Tocqueville. Like, I, I'm enamored with the school, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I'm a new guy, so I could take a year or two." to lead a team to just write down that which is. Right. I mean, like, there's nothing in this document that's uh, foreign to the school. It just it just hadn't been fully written down yet. Okay, so that's a good segue. Talk mm-hmm. about the process. So Hannah makes this comment. You spend some time here, and I think eventually you sort of realize, oh, she's totally right about that. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember one time do? I had things all up yeah. on the board, on the wall one day. And, and we I, had um, focus groups. We yeah. had lots and lots of focus groups. We had three different yeah. consulting firms come in. And do cross sections of the school, produced a lot of data from the parents and alum. We did, uh, I did 12 coffees my first year, fall 2018, mm-hmm. in homes, just listening and like, what, yeah. what do people love about this place? What do they wish were tightened up? And uh, then the parent survey, spring 2019, put a little more teeth to it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're seeing some things. And uh, so it generated a lot of parent and alum teacher voices, like a stack of material. <clears throat> that we then got to play with in uh, fall 2019, right? Yeah. 
When did we go to uh, Big Bear? Is it? It's all January foggy to me. Twenty twenty. Yeah, when did COVID right, start? I know it was right around that time that you guys went. Maybe COVID was, was March 2020. Okay. And it was before yeah. our accreditation report, okay. which right. was in March. So I think it's January, something yeah. like that. Okay, so um, with the board's push, like yeah. go define it. Um, Hannah, Todd, Matt, and I went to um, right. Big Bear for yeah, a few days. You were days. all gone at once. I remember this because I'm not allowed to talk about what happened while you were gone. Well, <laughs> yeah, do we still don't So know? you were all gone at once. Okay. Yeah. School's we, still we learned, yeah, we're here. We, yeah. uh, we learned that Todd is a pool shark. He was yeah. really impressive. And, uh, and, but we had, we had two days together uh, up at Big Bear, digging through all of it. And what began to come out wasn't like us creating something. Yeah. It was like, what are the, we were trying to narrow down, what are we the five words? Them. We were right. looking at everything going, how do we start to put some... Structure, nomenclature right? to this yeah. yeah so we came back january 2020 with pretty much this grid of these five words and then mm-hmm. when, when did um um marvel guest file the acsi yeah. accreditation was, was report march, march 2020 march, the week before we shut down right think, because something the, like that the, yeah the, the visit oh, they were here that week here. the accreditation when the when NBA we shut, shut down. down yeah they were here that week Okay. Okay. Which is the answer to the question of, you know, so you did this in 2020. Why? What's happening? Well, uh, let me see this. Well, on on Marvel Guest thing, the, the Marvel Guest led a great team of like, was it 15 of y'all? In a leadership, le- but leadership and the teachers. Entire, entire um, Santa Fe faculty. Yeah. And staff. They were all involved. And one of Everybody the t- was involved. And one of the takeaways I was glad to see that Marvel came to and the team came to mm-hmm. is we love our school. We don't have our value statements really articulated well. So we confess that to the ACSI yes. group. And then when they came back with our you know, renewal, we got mm-hmm. high marks. But I think it was in June 2020 when we were all on Zoom that the report came back and they said they challenged us. Look, when we come back in five years, have your value statements written down. As well as the curriculum articulation. Yeah, the vertical alignment articulation. That we admitted that needed a little work. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, we looked for, okay, let's get the words. And then uh, the board and I listed the academic dean position. And we couldn't find anyone for that. It just wasn't the right person didn't show up. So that gets us to COVID. And then the whole world fell apart. Yeah. And we put this document in a box over there. Right. And really for a year and a half, yeah. it was just... Yeah, keep the keep, keep the, the kids there keep was the like open. I feel like there was uh there was maybe a month in there where we we pulled out the box and we started did. looking we at did. it again. We did like March of 2021 yeah. for a and month. Yeah, and it was it was great. We're going to get to I do know, this again. I know. We thought, oh, and in then, June it'll all be fine. And then right. it all came it oh, all came gosh. back, right? Yeah. And we had to awful. put the box away again a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um tell us about mm-hmm. how this is going to be well, actually let me ask a different question. So, what is in this document that's in front of you? I think it's it's going to help us um, focus because so many things, so many great things happen on this campus. And every time something happens and somebody has a great idea, you just want to go and run with it. Mm-hmm. But if you run with every good idea, then you kind of dilute the core of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I think this, we call it the compass or the engine or... Uh, secret you know, recipe. Yeah, secret recipe or whatever yeah. the word is. Um, it's going to help us focus what's most important to us and why are we doing it. 
Right. I think that's that's right. really at the core of it. And Why are we reading the books we're reading? Why are we studying what we're studying? Why are we studying it that way? Why do we have this program? Um, what's the purpose of it? Which of the goals or values is Absolutely. accomplished by doing this thing we're doing? And there yeah. might be some things that we look at and we say, gosh, I don't know why we're doing this, Yes. right? right. Um, or some other things that we've said, okay, we've never been able to articulate right. why we've done this, mm-hmm. but right. man, it, it ticks three of our five major goals, right? Right. right. Um, and you're calling it the Santa Fe way. Santa Fe way. Okay. We've played with 10 different words. Yeah. I, I kind of like secret recipe, but that didn't work. And <laughs> I think Santa Fe way, way works. Uh, Santa, Santa Fe in Latin means holy faith. And you know that. Yeah. And, uh, and so of course it's the name of our school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a missional evangelical school, you know, it rhymes. You know, I can yeah. see some assets. Well, you know, you know, English I took teachers. Latin here at Santa no, Fe didn't. Christian. You did? In the seventh and the eighth grade. It used and to it be a requirement. And it changed your life? Um, it used you know, to be a requirement? Let's, let's, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every middle schooler took Latin here until probably 15 years ago. Larry really? Larson, amazing teacher, great guy. Okay. Uh, but, you know, there's you some alu- there might be some alumni I listening heard. that would say we need to bring that back just as a rite of passage that we all had. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't uh, think Latin is in the future here. My, my last school was four years or two to four years. Two and to four it was years required. And uh, most kids after eighth grade were so burned out with it. They didn't, you know, my daughter loved it. My son would rather kick a hornet's nest <laughs> than uh, take any more of it. But um, yeah, yeah. So Santa Fe Way, and I, I think I think like when I think about Hannah's influence, like you've been here what fifteen years, yeah. and so can you? You can't really quantify the inf- the influence that she's had on the curriculum, on families, on teachers. But over time, what this does. <laughs> is it depersonalizes mm-hmm. the mentorship model and the curriculum model away from a person. So this isn't Rod's DNA. This is the school's DNA. Yeah. And so if we can get it in paper that we get to talk about it, everybody gets to participate in it. But long term, if you can get the culture of an institution written down like this, it, it, it depersonalizes it and I think makes it stronger for the likelihood of avoiding mission drift. Mm-hmm. Because, it, because if, if Hannah gets hit by a bus, how do we write this stuff down? So the, I, I think there's a real value point there too. I don't don't walk in the street, but <laughs> she, I've actually uh, seen her. She's very adept at walking around the buses. So yeah. she's had lots of practice with that. You know, the buses out here, it does get crazy sometimes. It does. So, so what else do you see here well, of a value then? And the other piece is uh, typically when you see a strategic plan or a curriculum plan, anything like that, it seems to be very departmentalized. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've created something that is layered Mm -hmm. and layered. Um, It's not so much that when when you're finished with this, then you move on to the next and you shall not do this anymore. It really is, whether you're a kindergartner or you're a 12th grader, the Santa Fe way, the DNA flows through every single grade, every single class. And that's what makes it so special. Um, and I think that's why it was so hard to quantify it. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody had a story. And that's actually the most exciting part for me, is that we get to help our children understand that they're part of God's story. Mm-hmm. Like at the core of it. And that there's something way bigger than them, mm-hmm. yet they're so special that they got to be part of it. You know, and so um, that that comes at the center of why we do what we do yeah. and why we're here. And so I, I'm just 
super excited to be working with the teachers to discover where those moments are and then for us to put that down so that it continues, yeah. that we don't lose it. So do you want to talk about, as we've mentioned this Santa Fe way, do you want to talk about some of the specific things that are a piece of that? Um, yeah, I think at the core of anything we do, it, we have to address the why, right? Uh, it doesn't matter who and what if we don't really understand the why. And so the why truly is worship. What's the chief end of man? Uh, to love the Lord and to enjoy him forever. So why are we doing what we're doing? Um, it is so that our children understand who God is. In light of the other pieces, like um, through scholarship, through their academics, they understand who God is and worship him. Through the mentorship, they understand who he is and worship him, right? Um, the other words are companionship. Mm. Our community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. stewardship. How are we going to do this? You know, by what means? And so, um, <laughs> and also to be good stewards of what we've been given by being influences outside the Santa Fe campus. Okay. Yeah. And then within that, so you have this worship at the center. Mm -hmm. And then you have kind of these four things around the inside that right. really outside that really sort of encompass what we do here. So let's pick one, like mentorship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Right. So if you if you turn the page in this document, right, or you're basically drilling into mentorship, what are some examples of, of what you'd find there? Every one of the words has five value sentences. Okay. And so mm -hmm. one of the ones that we wrote, um, one of the phrases was as we worship the Lord, we are enriched by his love letter, the Bible. We all know that. We have a statement of faith. We're a Christian school. So here's, here's the value sentence. We believe in the word of scripture whereby we learn of his love for us. That's easy enough for any child to understand. And then the paragraph we put under it is the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. All, the word our Lord Jesus Christ also spoke to humanity through his scripture. The 66 books. It's no accident that our Lord was called the Word, and He also communicates with His Word. Words create a loving relationship between friends, and He called us friends. Therefore, we learn about Him and how to live this life through the Scriptures, and we seek to navigate the complex and exciting human journey through the lens of the Holy Scriptures. And so inside that paragraph is a lot that mm -hmm. infiltrates throughout the school, more than just saying we believe the Bible. Like right. it's, it's a love letter from him to us, and we get to exude that to the children and to the teachers and coaches. And that's in the worship section, which yeah, is that's the, center, the, worship section. the driver of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's the center of it. We, at first we had mm -hmm. like a, a, um, the five parts equal, right. but every, we kept drawing it differently. Mm -hmm. Worship kept driving back to the center, and we realized, oh, that's the whole point. Yeah. We're, you know. We're following yeah, Christ. Because initially it was its own by yeah, itself. Yeah, it's, it's all it by itself. It was one of. It's one yeah. of five parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And didn't feel right. Yeah. And it's because it wasn't it, right. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. What, which one are you going to uh, pick? I, this is under mentorship. And so um, inspiring towards excellence, not perfection. Mm. And so the statement is, we value the pursuit of excellence and we reject the evil bondage of perfection, mm. which is... Um, something that our students and all of us, I think, struggle with. Uh, the enemy of the pursuit of excellence is the unhealthy drive for perfection. As we teach students, we come alongside them throughout the process of risk-taking, failure, mm -hmm. recovery, and discovery. 
This journey of experimentation, failure, and resilient recovery develops real-life skills that are much better than pursuing perfection. Um, and I think as a college preparatory school yeah. where it's almost like that prize that they are mm -hmm. striving mm -hmm. towards, but I love the way our college counselors call it, that we it is a, it is a match to be made, not a price to be won mm -hmm. or something like yep. that. I'm botching that up. Mm -hmm. um, that our children understand, our students understand, and our families understand that um, we strive for excellence doesn't mean it has to be perfect in human eyes. We just have to be excellent in all that we do towards um, bringing him glory. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay, so I, I love this one, which, you know, we, we could do a whole podcast on perfectionism. Yeah. yeah. It's biblical relevancy and all that. But this is a great example mm -hmm. of, so, okay, we have these statements and these values. How do they How guide us, right? How so that's an example of what also will come out of this mm -hmm. then is an evaluation and a set of goals of here's yeah. what we do. Here's what we do to pursue excellence without perfection. This yeah. is what it looks like from a counseling standpoint. Yeah. This is right. Mm -hmm. Am I saying this? Yes. Am I saying yeah, yeah. this right? Like, like uh, the, uh, our college guidance, we want it to be a match to be made, not a trophy to be won. Mm -hmm. If perfection were the end goal for the sports department, coaches that we hire we have over 200 coaches mm. if if they don't understand that we're a process place it, to us mm -hmm. is sanctification more than the outcome if we bring in a contract coach and all they're thinking are wins w's 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 they may drive the sense of perfection so much that they end up exasperating the children and so by using mm -hmm. a and this is still, this isn't new to Santa Fe. We're just trying to articulate yeah. that which is. Yeah. I mean, Doug has words where he says things like this too. It's far more about process in our athletic department. But to articulate it well means that when the new coach comes in, they get trained in that paragraph. Right. And this is how this translates in flag football. Mm -hmm. So don't yell at the kid. Don't scream and yell at the kid if they drop the ball. Like, there's a way to go about mentorship and enjoy the perfect, enjoy the failures and recovery. Um, so. And academically, I mean, I was just talking um, to Anadera Arnold, our mm -hmm. amazing lower school She's incredible. music teacher. Yeah. And talking about even the Christmas program or the Grandparents Day programs, um, the end goal isn't to put on an amazing show. And so therefore that, that pursuit of perfection yeah. isn't what we're going after. We're trying to teach them the process of learning music and understanding rhythm and um, beats and all of that. So it's okay if they make a mistake at the end. It's okay if the final product has some flaws because the process is that much more important. Same yeah. thing with art. We're not just creating copies of the same thing. And, um, and we even had this discussion with, uh, about our writing program. Um, if we give every student a template of how to write, all mm. of their writing looks the same. Mm -hmm. We just created a recipe. Actually, we, we can't call it a recipe anymore. Well, it's just, you, yeah, you, yeah, it's so formulaic. Yes, it's it, formulaic. It doesn't touch the creative right. side of a child's and writing, it, writing voice right. is what you're trying to find. It's not, we're not going after excellence in that situation. Yeah. It's, so. it, I think in the high school context too, you know, we, we let our ASB kids take ownership of a lot of our events and, mm -hmm. you know, from, you know, kind yeah. of beginning to end. Yeah. So sometimes 
parents will say, you know, well, how come you didn't think of this thing? And, you know, it's, it's sort of, well, you know, we, we, we let them struggle through it a little bit. Like we saw it, but we let them fail right. a little bit because right. that's part of the process. Right. Of, it, it might, there might be yeah. the back to school dance and it's a bowl of Skittles. Yeah. You know, and, a, and, a, and one bottle of Coke. Yeah. And, uh, we're, that wouldn't be good. A lot of sugar, but you're, <laughs> I like the fact that you're trying to, it's the process of them learning new things in a safe environment rather than it being the showy thing. Right. And by the way, there's plenty of showy things here. Oh, yeah. This is not lack yeah. of excellence. No, no, no. no. Right. It's, yeah. not, it's not like one, it's not binary one or the right. other. It's just that the emphasis is on the the sanctification process of kids learning new things, failure and recovery, failure recovery, developing resiliency, and not being... Um, treated in such a legalistic way mm-hmm. that if they make an imperfection, then somehow they're judged right. by the by the teachers right. or coaches. Mm-hmm. So what happens... I do this with you often. Oh, yeah. Like, no, uh, you, as you, an employee. You, you know, point out the ways in perfect, which I'm, I'm not perfect very but, regularly, but and the, I'm grateful. Uh, but think you know? about, I've been joking with you, but even... I'm, I'm meaning that sincerely in that the... Um, if this is truly the Santa Fe way, it's also how I treat you. Yeah. As, mm-hmm. And your Matt's direct report, but we do a lot of projects together. Oh, yeah. And if the Santa Fe way is that I treat you with dignity, you have the image of God in you, it's my responsibility to cultivate creativity in you, then I don't want you running around campus going, well, what would Rod want me to do? Hmm. I'd rather you say, what's the right thing to do? Yeah. in this culture. Mm-hmm. yeah, And then it frees you up to not be nervous uh, of exactly, did you do it exactly the way I would have done it? I think that's that's cult-like yeah. for me to treat you that way. Right. I am really looking forward to us debriefing this podcast and you giving me all the feedback right afterwards. Oh, I have a lot. No, <laughs> Never any surprises. Uh, uh, so what, what happens from here? So we have this document. I think the natural question is, well, so is there going to be sort of like a list of, well, here's here's the plan, you know, here's what we're going to do in light of this. Well, we have to start with staff, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, part of that is professional growth for our teachers and and um, something that we always do, um, but really circling back to the why. The, the worship component. So the biblical worldview is how we're going to start with the staff training. Um, and then from there, we're going to take, well, it, my initial job, I think I'm going to take uh, several different departments and help them align their curriculum. Um, well, that's going to take a while. Yeah. That yeah. process is going to take several years. Yeah. And that's every department at every grade level, so. Yeah, which is, I, I just to speak to that, mm-hmm. I'm not sure most people who aren't in edu- education understand the scale of a project like oh, that, right. of, right, right. of being able to yeah. to really articulate and have documented, you know, everything yeah. that we teach everywhere is pretty massive. Right. it is. And we're gonna start with the big units and big, big, big map, the whole year's uh, map. But then obviously individual teachers will drill it down to lesson by lesson eventually yeah. um but it is a big scale but we have the best team ever so mm-hmm. i i would say from a process standpoint you know a group of us wrote this based on all the mm-hmm. surveys and just our own experience yeah. and trying to imagine the best of the best mm-hmm. like if you think of the best teachers the best coaches the the best the best employees the best parent volunteers mm-hmm. what we're trying to do is paint out that that vision of what mm-hmm. can be and put it into articulation. But this is a, it's a fallible document, right? It's, it's 
it's just a bunch of people writing stuff down. Yeah. So in my mind, from a process standpoint, I think we'll we'll launch it this fall in fall 2022, and then I think under Hannah's care as C, as the chief academic officer and a, a handful of people, they'll be the owners of it. And then maybe like a year or two from now, there'll be little tweaks. Don't you think mm-hmm. there'll be a little tweak, little tweak, yeah. little tweak? And by the time the accreditation team comes back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Is it five? Is it 2025 or six? Six. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to create something that's far more timeless. This isn't like a two or five no. year thing. Right. To me, this is like a five to 25 year thing to for next generation. Right. That captures the best of the best. And and I can imagine then what happens with that. You know, this is a, let's call it a 25 year thing is you go through a process of dreaming. Okay. Yeah. How do we become better at mentorship? Yeah. Or scholarship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there'll be some initiatives that come out of that. And Lord willing, you know, in five years, we'll do that again. Mm-hmm. How do we become even better at mentorship, scholarship, right. Right? right? But this sort of points us in that direction. At least it gives right. us a target. If you don't have a yeah. target, then you'll, you know, you'll mess up every time. But I, I think getting it out on paper helps. Yeah. And then, but I, but I, I see this as a fallible document. Only the scriptures infallible. Mm-hmm. But I, but I would leave it with in Hannah's care, her team, and um, I, I expect there'll be tweaks every year for a couple of years. Ultimately. It could be this becomes something that's more embedded into the DNA, and we go, okay, we're about done tweaking it. Yeah, and it, and it takes on a longer term. But I, I want to read another one. Just as okay. We're doing so these you're are th- in charge, Rod. You can I, do. I know, you can. Know. You know. <laughs> but I think that like these are things that when I moved here, I could sense the aroma of Christ here in a very in a unique, beautiful way. It's why when we have families visit, they go, "There's something unique." I think it's the Holy Spirit. I think it's the way people treat each other here. And uh, but so we know that every child has the stamp of the image of God, but it was never written down in a way that we could teach parents about it or uh, new coaches or teachers. So another value sentence is see the individual as having the image of God in them. Mm. The, the value sentence is we value each student as God's child made in his image. And so what, what mom or dad doesn't want to hear that? Yeah. And, and it's, that's not new. I mean, this is no. what y'all been doing here right. for years and years and years. But we do have this unique ability here to say that in a way that fits the kindergarten five-year-old all the way to the 18-year-old and really double down on each mm-hmm. child has, I think we said, humans are like pottery and God's thumbprints can be seen in their formation. We're uniquely made. And teachers and mentors treat each student as such. We have the blessed opportunity to witness the transformation from the youngest ones to the college bound as they mature through various stages of childhood. And so that that then plays into age development theory, mm-hmm. uh, how we talk to the kids based on uh, age appropriateness. It's um, also um, why we protect their dignity. Yeah. yeah. This is why we don't speak about another child's discipline issues yeah. or yeah. anything like that. But at the same time, we also, when we celebrate one, uh, we are very mindful of making sure that we celebrate it in a way that isn't diminishing someone mm-hmm. else's worth. Yeah, right. right. Um, so I think about in, in the high school using that for you know how we talk about each other, what kinds of jokes are not okay, mm-hmm. right? How are we honoring the image of God right. in anyone based on their differences, right? right. Which we've right. talked about here before. Uh, yeah. All that kind of yeah. stuff kind of fits in there. It's it, d- it does. Yeah. And, it, and don't make mistakes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and th- and yeah. that's addressed and in here do. too. The yeah. mentorship side uh-huh. is some of the some of the best learning moments for, for me is when I failed, mm-hmm. right? And then I recover. I have the 
uh, like a, a um, aloe that the, the Holy Spirit puts on the burn of my own uh, mistake. And so when children make mistakes or parents or employees make mistakes, where do we put the aloe on it to help them recover? And so we've tried to capture that we actually take joy when kids make mistakes because then we know now we're getting to the grist of the grist yeah. of it that we can really yeah. Yeah. have impact on them. You know, rather than when everything just looks squeaky clean, sometimes you don't know what to work on. So just to just to take one all the way through. Sure. So we are sure. we have this document now. Mm-hmm. Coach Miller in our athletics department yeah. would maybe say, okay, let's look at all of our practices. Mm-hmm. How are we using mentorship in a way that is pointed towards worship in each of our programs? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for yeah. softball, football, women's lacrosse, track and field? Yeah. And there might be some things that come out of that. Right. Either yeah. affirming what we do or, gosh, you know, maybe we're not intentional. Yeah, we're practice. short on it. Yeah, yeah. The, if you because... It, there's always place for improvement. Now what we're doing is saying this is the canon, this is the standard, mm-hmm. and so for him to be able to yeah. take something like this, like this is the DNA of the school or the SF, you know, SFC way, Santa Fe way, I think then it gives him a chance to just dig deeper into every single part of his pro- like think like weightlifting, like the concept of strength coach and bigger, better, faster. If if you just do that on its own, you could actually injure kids mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. help them connect it back to their understanding of their love of their body as Christ made them. But you put weightlifting and um, uh, physical exertion through this, and it becomes an act of worship according to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. But without it written down and specifically said, the kids don't learn to make the connections. Yeah. Okay, last question, Hannah. Did you know in 2018... <laughs> When you made this comment to Rod that you were actually interviewing to be the chief right. academic officer one no, day. No, I did not. I did not. And actually what I told Rod was um, it's a couple months ago that I really, this isn't something that, it's not the title, it's not the position, it's where I'm doing this with mm. the people. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. I think I would, I would, we would be doing this regardless. You'd be doing it anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you'd be running the lower school. Yeah. So, Well, we're really glad to have you in this role. Thank we're excited you. for what's to come. Thanks in advance for all the work you're doing with this. And, and Rod, I mean, you've poured hours and hours in, in this. Yeah. Even, I'm excited about it. Even during a pandemic at times. So. Well, I, I think sometimes it just took my mind off of my infectious disease world. Degree that you were yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, because this is the love letter, right? This is the love letter of why, mm-hmm. why I was drawn here. And, uh, why and, I'm still and why here. we're all here. Yeah. Uh, we're all here. And it, it just gives us a, a common way to talk about it in a way that we get to enjoy it and, and really push ourselves uh, to new standards. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both for being here and for sure. your time. Thank you. And thanks for listening and or watching. Uh, if this is your first episode, you can find more episodes of our Eagle Perspective podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Mm-hmm.